Welcome to the Warrior Within Podcast. I am your host, KP Brown. Okay, so I'm back again to talk about the two last leadership theories. And once again, these are... I'm going over these because they provide a certain context for understanding how to influence others. And I will be referring back to these at certain points of time. And they're just ways to look at how you you uh, work with people and influence them. So the first one I'm talking about today is the servant leadership. This is kind of an interesting uh, interesting theory. And it's been something that in the software industry where I came from has really taken off with a whole concept called agile, uh, agile development. The whole idea here is that the leaders are really servants to everybody else. Their job is to make the other, make their employees, make those people on the team to make them uh, free of distraction from problems, from things that get in the way of them accomplishing their tasks. And so that's what the leader is there to do. A lot of uh, the religious organizations actually look at service leadership where they're really there to help the, the people that are following them get better and do, do what they need to. And they're, here, they're there to help them out. One of the key tenets, there, there are 10 principles to servant leadership. The first one is listening. So leader listening. The leaders listen to what the people have to say. There is feedback that's going to occur, and they need to hear that to be able to find out what they need to do to help out. Two, empathy. They will understand and empathize with what is being said. So if somebody is having a difficult time, rather than just pushing down or pushing back against that, they will hear and try to understand what is going on, what the problems are, if you've ever been in a position where you've gone to like management and said, hey, these are the problems, we're having this, and you feel like they're not listening to you, it's because they, there's no empathy there. There may be nothing they can do about it. There may be reasons for what they're doing, but they still should be, they still should be able to at least empathize and let you know that, that they are feeling what you're going through. Healing. There is a quote by um, the founder of the, the guy who really kind of went into a lot of the research of this named Greenleaf. And he says that there is something subtle communicated to one who is being served and led if implicit in the agreement between the servant leader and the one being led is understanding that the search for wholeness is something that they have. So the leader is really interested in the development or healing of those people that they are leading. Awareness. This is one where the leaders are aware of what's going on. They see the situations that are out there. They're aware of those. They're also aware of feelings that may be in the team and strengths and weaknesses of those around them. They're aware of all these things. They see them. Persuasion. They are able to persuade. It's not lead. It's not um, drive, push, whatever. It is persuasion. To be able to talk to people 
and have them consider a new opportunity or a new perspective and persuade them over to that way of thinking. Another one is conceptualization is number six. And uh, a lot of this, it talks about moving beyond the thoughts of what needs to be done for today and start thinking about where could we be in five years? This is the dreaming, looking beyond the now as to what is coming up. A lot of that is going to go into number seven, foresight. Learning from the past, considering where you are presently, and thinking of the consequences of the consequences of upcoming decisions. I can think of plenty of organizations where learning from the past never happened. You look forward, you keep going, and you never look back as to what happened. This is this is that is you know measuring what you did. I think of that a lot of times. Measure what you did so that you can look back and see what's working, what's not working. That is really the only way I see forward to success is you've got to look and see what's coming up, look and see what what has worked, what hasn't worked, and look at where you are now so you can make those decisions moving forward. Stewardship, number eight. This is where the the leader will actually, a lot of this is going to deal with responsibility and uh, the trust that has been placed upon you for the management of resources. I'm sure this will deal with not only uh, tangible resources, but people, capital, the human resources also. You are entrusted as a leader to work with these people and so to uh, to manage this stuff. Number nine, commitment to growth of people. So that is one of those tenets is you really are interested in the people that you are leading, growing, and developing. And then 10 is building community. This really goes beyond just getting a group of people to work together. It is it is the idea of a community because commun- people will come and go. The culture will kind of divide, will, will grow out of that. But if you have community, then people from multiple cultures can actually come together. I was reading something really cool about this where it says when you're in a smaller organization or working with smaller groups, it's real easy to have a certain culture that will that will be there. But as you grow and as you expand, that culture becomes incredibly difficult to manage across multiple uh, department, multiple departments, possibly even multiple offices or units of an organization. So if you think about it, uh, a place I worked, we had a culture in our development team. The sales team had their own culture. The um, management team, they're going to have their own culture. And if you try to maintain one culture, broad culture across everything, it's going to be different. And community moves beyond that. Where you have a sense of community, there are some overarching overarching things that will that will drive the entire organization as a community, but it allows for different subcultures and different little pieces in there. So that's kind of a fun, fun way to look at. And that's an interesting, that is a very interesting theory that I came across. The last one is situational leadership. And there's really uh, four things I'd like to talk about on this. And it really has to deal with, it's being flexible kind of in the way that you, that you work with people. And the biggest takeaway I came out of this is there's 
Four different relationship behaviors on the way that the leader is going to communicate with the followers. They are telling, selling, participating, and delegating. And really what that comes down to is initially when people come in and they don't have the skill for the job and they're or they not, might not be willing to do what they need to, there's going to be a lot of telling, a lot more hands-on, a lot more direct supervision of showing them what to do. You know, show them, let them go out, and you're going to, there's going to be a lot of correcting in that time. Then they'll move, as they're, st- they're starting to do a little bit more, they're starting to be a little bit more able, they'll move into selling, where they can do the tasks, but they might, they might be a bit demotivated for it. And so you've got to do a lot more motivation, a lot more uh, coercing and leading in that way. Then participating is they're able to do the, the skills. They will have a little bit more motivation, but they might lack the complete confidence to take on responsibility themselves. So they're really, really good working as a member of the team. They're there for it, but they do need that, that either, uh, additional direction or at least that support to be able to go through it. And then once they hit that that next last part, delegating, they're experienced, they're comfortable, and they're willing to do that task and take on additional responsibilities. And so as they move up to this level, you can trust them with more and you have to you don't have to do as much direct management on them because they have been developed up to this level. And it is a, uh, it's a pr- process that you'll go through and p- uh, different employees will be at different stages throughout the time. You'll see people initially be, you know, really not knowing what they're doing all the way up to, bam, now I can actually take and teach other people how to do this. And that's just another way of looking at, at, uh, at how this goes and how to lead and influence other people. And that's really what this whole breakdown of doing, going through these leadership styles was for, is I will be referring to these. I'm going to start moving into a way that I look at the world, which is through energy. When I taught martial arts, we we did a lot of uh, energy or or a key, we called it key because it was Japanese based, but chi is the the Chinese way you've you may have heard of that before through movies, pop culture. And once again, I don't care if you believe in it or not, it's just a, a really, really good uh, foundation. It's a good model to look at this stuff through because I'm going to talk about how the energy that we have and transmitting that to somebody else is is really how we interact with others and influence others. And so I will be referring back into these different leadership topics and, and how they are used to convey that energy to somebody else and ways that are bad, ways that are good, ways that are ineffective and, and situations, uh, situations that will affect those. That's really what I'm going to be doing for the next little phase of things as I go through. So thank you for, uh, for um, listening to these and going through them. And as we move into the next one, there's going to be a lot of room for discussion. So please feel free to ask any questions and to get back to me on anything that you that you have. Thank you and look forward to next time. If you have any questions or would like to contact me, please reach out. You can find me through Dragonforge Consulting at 
gmail.com. You can also find me at Dragonforge Consulting on uh, Instagram or Facebook. Uh, feel free to ask any questions there. Follow me to get more tips daily, whatever. If you'd like to hear more, please reach out. And thank you for listening.